Hi, my name is Rita Trotter, founder of The Health and Fitness Coach. Welcome to the Health Collective Podcast, where we talk everything body, business, balance and being for busy women looking to take control of their health, weight and body for good. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Health Collective Podcast. And really, really lovely to have you here. As you know, we love to talk about everything health, weight, uh, body related in this group. And it's all about women, women's bodies, what we go through and all of the changes that, you know, we we experience throughout our lives, whether it be, you know, hormonal in terms of shape, weight, having children. So today's episode is all about inflammation. So in the last episode, we talked really deeply about sleep and about how we could create the best possible sleep routine, sleep environment and sleep habits. And one of the things we spoke about was actually reducing inflammation in the body because inflammation is a huge part of why people don't sleep very well. And as promised in that episode, today we're going to talk about the best ways to reduce inflammation with food. Because inflammation in the body essentially comes from toxins. Now, there are, unfortunately, in today's culture, in terms of food, toxins everywhere. And it's not just food. Think about the fumes that we breathe in that 100 years ago didn't exist. Think about the creams that you use. I recently went through all of my makeup products and actually looked at what was in them. So I'm not a big makeup person. I very rarely wear it. And actually, I did a recent uh, post about the fact that we shouldn't need to use makeup to hide what we feel are imperfections. And they're just a part of who we are. Equally, I, like everybody else, like to get a bit dressed up and, you know, slap on a little bit of lippy and mascara. So I looked through what I owned and the amount of metals, the amount of mercury and toxins just in the makeup that I'm putting on my face is extraordinary. We spoke to Bettina Hunt recently on a podcast episode who actually made us aware of the number of toxins in sanitary products, the pads and tampons that we're using, you know, on a regular basis, which are made from recycled garbage, the amount of chemicals that are in them. And that's what that little flap is in terms of the, um, Packaging is to help it breathe because of all of the toxins that have built up, the metals. So if we think about the amount of toxins that are surrounding us in cleaning products, makeup, creams, hair products, um, petrol, fumes, paints, it's a wonder, you know, that more of us aren't even more inflamed than we are right now. But the biggest source of inflammation in your body comes from toxins in food. So for instance, alcohol. Alcohol is pure acid, it's pure toxin. I'm not saying it's bad, but we do need to call a spade a spade and understand what it is. Anything processed, so all processed food, I mean, if we break it down to the bare bones of what that means, it is processed. Therefore, it's had a chemical process done to it. 
Now, a lot of the time that could be bleaching. So if you have white rice, white bread, white pasta, there's bleaching. A lot of the time it can be chemical preservatives. So if you buy something which has a long shelf life, look to see what chemicals have been put into it. You'll find an awful lot of acids, i.e. toxins, in these packets. If you have something that isn't in its uh, natural form, so let's say butter. Butter is processed, but natural butter, the only process it goes through is churning. If you look at something like spreads and margarines, they might be lower in fat. They might be therefore lower in calories, but they're packed full of chemicals. They're packed full of toxins. So it's in everything that we eat. If you look at most health snacks, high protein shakes, high protein bars that we think are healthy because they've got the words high protein and health on them, but they're full of acids, preservatives, and chemicals, whether that's in terms of flavorings, when whether that's in terms of bulking agents, but a lot of them are built of things which aren't actually food. So we're constantly consuming acids and toxins in our body. And what happens when we do this is our body doesn't work anywhere near as efficiently. So one of the results of high inflammation in the body is the slowing down of the system. And this includes metabolism. This includes blood flow and therefore oxygen flow. It includes the immune system. So therefore, what happens is our blood is moving slower. There's less oxygen moving around our system. So we function much less efficiently. Our metabolism decreases. So we're unable to burn calories like we, we could before. Uh, we are often dehydrated because we're not drinking enough water to flush the toxins out of the system. I've spoken to a lot of women who the idea of drinking more water fills them with fear because what if I need to pee all the time? Well, guess what? If you're just two to 3% dehydrated, then your cognitive efficiency is depleted by about 25%. Your ability to make decisions is depleted and your ability to lose fat is massively depleted too. So we have to understand that toxins are a massive part of everything that we do. Um, and so we need to drink water to really flush out the system. If you wee, guess what? That's that's normal. That's what we should be doing. We should be weeing. We should be getting these things out of our system. So make sure that you definitely increase your water. But one of the other things that happens is when these toxins build, they've got to go somewhere. If we're not drinking enough to flush them out of the system and there's an overload because of the kind of foods that we're eating, the toxin has to go somewhere. Otherwise, our body couldn't survive. So where does it go? It's not leaving the body. It's staying in the body. So where does it go? Well, most of the time it gets stored. And where's a really good place to store it? In body fat. So your body fat becomes almost like a cushion, like a blanket around a grenade. It stores the toxins and holds them in place because the system can't filter them. Why can't the system filter them? Because the blood's not moving quick enough to do so. There's not enough water in the body because we're dehydrated, so we can't cleanse it out. So it has to be held by the body fat. And now that the body fat is holding onto the toxin, guess what? 
the body fat can't go anywhere. You have to hold on to it. So you work harder, you do more exercise, you build up more lactic acid in the body. And as the lactic acid builds up, that's more toxin, more acid, more toxin. And you get stressed and annoyed because you're not losing weight. And now you've got this chronic stress issue. Guess what? That's more toxin. And you eat all of these processed and seriously processed health foods like bars and shakes and processed snacks. Guess what? More chemicals, more processed, more toxins. So all that's happening is your body fat is holding on to the toxins, holding your, you know, your body fat in place. And therefore you do everything in your power to lose it by eating more toxins in the processed health snacks, building more toxins by working out to the extreme and increasing more toxins by getting more and more stressed. And so the harder you think you're working to lose weight, the worse the situation becomes. So how do we combat this? We have to reduce inflammation. It's not a, I should, it's an, I must. So some of the foods that can help you do that. First of all, berries. There are millions of varieties of berries. Berries are a brilliant one. Obviously, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, there are all sorts. And berries contain antioxidants. Uh, antioxidants, I can't talk today. Antioxidants called anthocyanins. I told you I couldn't talk today. And these uh, anthocyanins essentially are compounds which have anti-inflammatory properties. They're so important. So chucking a handful of berries on your breakfast, on your granola, on your porridge, uh, having a handful of berries as a dessert with some fresh mint, whatever it might be. But you can also get it in things like uh, powders. You can get blueberry powders. Add blue, like I'm always a... a an advocate for fresh food wherever you can, but there's nothing wrong with frozen berries. Frozen berries hold huge amounts of uh, nutrients, sometimes more than the fresh. Blueberry powder is a brilliant one. Add it to smoothies, add it to drinks. So uh, our body naturally produces NK cells, which basically help keep our immune system really functioning properly. And blueberry powder contains an amazing amount of NK cells um, itself. It uh, essentially uh, significantly increases um, our natural NK cells in the system. So berries, powdered frozen, fresh, whatever you want, make sure you increase them. Because uh, there, there was a study done um, with adults uh, with excess weight. So essentially people looking to lose weight. And they did a study, split them up into groups and actually looked at those who ate strawberries. That was the one difference was those who ate strawberries on a really regular basis and those that didn't. And those that ate strawberries on a regular basis over a six month period had lower levels of like certain inflammatory markers, which are associated with um, heart disease and obesity than those who didn't. And they lost on average an extra one point two pounds a week in weight just by adding strawberries on a regular basis. And I'm talking about good quality. It does need to be good quality. It cannot be water inflated, you know, tasteless, cheap as chips, strawberries from Lidl kind of thing. The problem is you can tell if a strawberry is 
huge and slightly white and slightly um, sort of translucent in color, you know that that has been chemically enlarged or water enlarged. Avoid it. Find the small, really dark, rich colored berries. Those are the ones that you want. They're the ones that have all of the nutrients and antioxidants that you need. Second food to go for, fatty fish. Now, I know a lot of people do not like fatty fish. If you do, it is a great source of both protein and what we call long chain omega-3 fatty acids. And omega-3 fatty acids, you've probably heard of omega-3 before, but it's essentially got uh, acids called EPA and DHA. And EPA and DHA are amazing for reducing inflammation in the system. It's almost like oiling the system. And there are, you know, different types of fish, there's salmon, sardines, um, herring, uh, mackerel, anchovies. It doesn't have to just be one, but EPA and DHA massively reduce inflammation in the system. And a lot of people are having problems like metabolic syndrome now where their metabolism is just not working properly. Um, you know, their weight is not just the only issue. They're getting heart disease, diabetes, kidney disease. And EPA and DHA massively reduce all of that because your body essentially metabolizes these fatty acids into compounds, uh, which are called resolvins and protectins. And these have massive anti-inflammatory effects. You know, people have, again, done studies, those consuming salmon or the supplements, so EPA and DHA supplements, massively experienced reductions in uh, the anti uh, in the inflammatory marker um, called CRP, which is C-reactive protein. So you could eat the fish if you don't like the fish. If you don't like fatty fish, make sure you're on an omega-3 supplement. Make sure you're getting EPA and DHA in your system. I always say if you can get it from food, get it from food. But if you can't, you must be taking a supplement of some description, right? So just make sure that you look at what you're eating. And if you're cutting out a food group because you hate it, like fatty fish, make sure you're supplementing it elsewhere. Another really awesome anti-inflammatory food is broccoli. So broccoli is obviously extremely nutritious, um, but it's also a fantastic, you know, decreaser in inflammation in the system. Actually, most cruciferous vegetables are, you know, cauliflower, sprouts, kale, these kind of things. Um, they have certain antioxidants of their own, which are different types of antioxidants to berries. And they're fantastic. Broccoli is always my go to, um, especially if you use the leaves. So broccoli leaves are fantastic for anti-inflammatory properties as well. Broccoli is really rich in something called sulforaphane. And sulforaphane is essentially an antioxidant that decreases inflammation by decreasing certain levels of certain other markers. So you've got cytokines. So um, uh, broccoli decreases levels of cytokines and it decreases levels of um, nuclear factor NAPA B. Yeah, nuclear factor NAPA B. Yeah, NF, um, NFKB, essentially, which are molecules that drive inflammation in your body. So broccoli being rich in um, sulforaphane really helps reduce that. But 
all cruciferous vegetables are fantastic, but start getting broccoli in your diet. Avocados. I love avocados. Who doesn't love avocados? Avocados are awesome. They're packed with potassium, magnesium, fiber. You know, they are plant-based, monounsaturated fats, uh, but they also contain um, carotenoids um, and tocopherols, which are linked to reduced risk of um, various diseases. Um, but also one compound in avocados um, is really good for reducing inflammation in newly forming skin cells. So we're always shedding skin cells and always building more. Um, and there are different uh, compounds in different foods, but the one in avocado is fantastic for reducing inflammation in new skin cells. So if you want brighter, lighter, less inflamed, less saggy, tighter skin, you need to be including avocados. Um, and there was uh, a study done um, on, I think it was about 50 odd adults with, again, excess weight. Those who ate avocado for about three months uh, lost more weight than those who didn't and had a reduction of uh, certain inflammatory markers. Uh, it was interleukin-1, beta and CRP. So avocado, awesome. Green tea. Uh, so you've probably heard that green tea is one of the healthiest beverages you can drink. I'm guessing most people have. Um, drinking it reduces all sorts of risks, uh, but it also has massive antioxidant, anti-inflammatory properties. Um, especially uh, there's a substance in green tea, which has a stupidly long name, but essentially EGCG. And um, EGCG um, inhibits inflammation by reducing sort of pro-inflammatory uh, cytokine production um, and, and sort of damage to the fatty acids, fatty acids in the cells. So green tea is an awesome drink to have. Um, what else? Peppers, bell peppers. So I don't mean black pepper, bell peppers, uh, chili peppers. They're loaded with vitamin C and antioxidants, uh, which are amazing. Um, uh, they also provide an antioxidant axion why should i just say you know ao antioxidant ao maybe i'll get my words out better <laughs> they provide the antioxidant um quercetin which helps reduce inflammation uh, associated with diseases like diabetes things like that um and chili peppers also contain um a couple of really good acids so not bad acids but good acids um which help reduce inflammation as well, um, as well as supporting like really healthy aging. Uh, mushrooms, mushrooms are awesome. Um, any type of mushroom, really, uh, you know, portobello, shiitake, even truffles, brown mushrooms, chestnut. Um, they're really rich in selenium, copper, and all of the B vitamins, and they contain uh, phenols, um, and other antioxidants, which are just fantastic at bringing down anti-inflammatory, uh, bringing down inflammation in the body. Um, there is a, a really awesome type of mushroom. It's not particularly common, but it's called lion's mane mushroom, which um, can reduce sort of low grade inflammation, which is related a lot to chronic obesity. If you can get it, lion's mane mushroom, awesome, right? Um, but we have to take into account all of the foods that I'm talking about. And I'll say this now 
I'm talking about them in their raw state. As soon as you cook food, so especially if you're boiling them, their anti-inflammatory compounds are massively reduced or killed. So I'm talking about in their raw state. So broccoli in its raw state, peppers in their raw state. That doesn't apply to fish. So if I'm talking about protein, that's cool. But if I'm talking about fruits or vegetables, then you want to be eating them in their raw state, not in a cooked state wherever possible. So, you know, I'm saying if you do need to cook them, really, really, really lightly done. Um, another one is grapes. So grapes contain um, just like berries, uh, anthocyanins, which reduce inflammation. Um, and they're also one of the best sources of various other antioxidants, including, um, what is it, uh, begins with r anybody help me out uh reservatrol uh which is a compound that has loads of benefits but it's also an antioxidant so it you know it's fantastic um for protecting protecting against especially um the the heart against inflammation so grapes are an awesome one turmeric everyone knows i love turmeric uh, turmeric is fantastic um, for reducing inflammation related to arthritis, diabetes, and other diseases. Um, it can be hard to get enough of it, um, but turmeric, you know, people with metabolic syndrome who consumed, I think it was just one gram of um, curcumin, uh, which is um within the turmeric one gram daily combined with i think it was black pepper experienced a massive decrease in the inflammatory marker crp um so you know it's really really important to look at what you can get to boost it but essentially turmeric is great because of the curcumin that it has there are curcumin supplements as well, which um, will give you everything that you need. But turmeric is the sort of the more raw form. Um, extra virgin olive oil uh, is fantastic. So extra virgin olive oil, unlike what I would say, nut and seed oil. So try and avoid nut and seed oils, which actually add to inflammation. You want to go for extra virgin olive oil or just basic old vegetable oil not seed oils not nut oils and um you know if you look at people who eat a very mediterranean style diet very plant-based very plant fat-based uh they are massively less inflamed they're you know they live for longer um you know and they have olive oil pretty much every day um, because there's an antioxidant, especially in olive oil, uh, oleocanthal, which has been compared to like the anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen. That's how potent it is. So wherever possible, stick to olive oil. If you're having creams or vinaigrettes on your salad, forget it. Just a drizzle of olive oil. If you're having butter on your toast, forget it. Drizzle of olive oil. Olive oil is so much better than any animal-based fat source like butter or mayo or anything like that. Um, just keep in mind that extra virgin olive oil has greater anti-inflammatory benefits than just like refined olive oil. So just look for that. Uh, tomatoes, tomatoes are freaking awesome. Uh, they're high in vitamin C, potassium and uh, lysopene, which is an antioxidant with massive anti-inflammatory properties. So one of my favorite ways to eat food, fresh basil, 
fresh tomatoes, drizzle of olive oil. I mean, how amazing is that? And it's so anti-inflammatory. Um, but it's uh, lysopene essentially ha- is beneficial to reducing pro-inflammatory compounds. Um, and, you know, even like cooking tomatoes, if you're going to cook them, cook them in olive oil and combine it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's fantastic to do so. Cherries, cherries are awesome. Uh, very similar again to berries. Um, so look for any sorts of cherries, um, as well, because they're fantastic in reducing inflammation. Um, and actually they did a study, um, of adults and it took just 30 days of eating cherries. I think it was four times a week to reduce inflammatory markers like CRP. So those are some of the foods that I would suggest to help reduce inflammation. And obviously we started by talking about why inflammation is so detrimental to weight loss, why it's it's so important to make sure that you are eating foods which reduce toxins. Because as soon as inflammation and toxin is decreased, your blood flow increases, your filtration in the system increases. So your ability for your body fat to release the toxins get it filtered out of the body, and therefore your body can then get rid of the body fat. And you can do half the amount of work to get rid of twice of the amount of body fat just because you're no longer inflamed or full of acids and toxins. So look, I hope that's been helpful. I hope it's been useful for you. And if you have any questions, then head to uh, www.thehealthandfitnesscoach.co.uk or .com. You can email us, Rita, at thehealthandfitnesscoach.co.uk or you can find us on most social media, The Health and Fitness Coach or Rita Trotter or you can just send us a message of any description. You know, you can shoot us a WhatsApp on plus four four seven seven six nine six nine zero six seven nine or find us on social media send us a message there or contact us via the website but look if you need any help you know where i am i'm always here to give women you know the help and um you know support that they need um so feel free to shoot me a message shoot me a question or just book in you know a a free 50 minute chat and we can see where you're at and what we can do to help So in the meantime, I hope that has been of some use and I really look forward to seeing you in the next episode. All right, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you need any more information, help or advice or would like to book in a free discovery call to discuss your health, weight and body shape goals and the best way to get you there, head to www.thehealthandfitnesscoach.com for more information and links to our social media or message us at plus four four seven seven six nine six nine zero six seven nine or email us at Rita R-I-T-A at the health and fitness Thank you for listening and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. In the meantime, live, love and learn.